Hello, and welcome to back to Let This Mind Be In You. Uh, this is part four of the series, um, The Gift of God, The Gift of God series. And uh, so if you would, uh, you can go back and look at the uh, other three parts and um, of this series, and you can start by um, in part one and getting to see where we started out, which was in John chapter four and verse 10. And we went through all seven times that the um, phrase, the gift of God was used um, in the Bible, in the King James Bible. Remember, um, if you haven't seen part three, um, please watch that because I had to make a slight correction um, that um, originally in part one, I said that the gift of God was shown uh, in the Bible eight times and it was actually seven. So we discussed that in uh, part three. So go check that out if you'd like. All right. So we're going to start by uh, reading in Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter one. In verse 1, and it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have Remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I might that I may be filled with joy when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, in thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting of on of my hands. So we can see here in verse 6, we have the last time that this, is, this phrase, the gift of God, um, is used in the King James Bible. And Paul is saying for him to stir up, for Timothy to stir up. So I looked up the word in the Webster's 1828 dictionary, stir up, the, the meaning of it. And it says to incite, to animate, to excite to put into action. And then I was reading through uh, Strong's Concordance. Um, there's a definition there, to kindle up, inflame one's mind, strength, and zeal. And so here's the question. How do we do this then? Paul has given Timothy the same thing that we're supposed to do, and that's to stir up. As it says, stir up, um, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. What is the remembrance? Well, the remembrance is the scriptures. That's the only way we can stir up the gift of God so that we can go it root it root down deep in us and then it'll come out in our walk, in our conversation. So if you see here, uh, I'll give you a, a little example. So a good example I've heard used before was uh, a bucket of dry concrete mix. Um, I don't know if you've ever dealt with that before, but a bucket of dry concrete mix is dusty, but as it settles down to a bottom, you can have like maybe an inch or so in a layer of um, about an inch layer in the bottom of a bucket, and you can have it sitting there, and it just looks like an inch of concrete sitting in the bottom of a bucket. But if you take a wooden st uh, stirrer or something to stir it up, as you begin to stir, you'll notice something that it looks like the entirety of the bucket is filled with concrete dust. Now, that might be a little bit of a clumsy example, but 
it's a really good picture for me and in, uh, to understand that if we bring into remembrance, if we get into the Word of God and we stir up the gift of God, which we've talked about is the Holy Spirit in this context. We'll see that here in a moment. Um, well, you see it right there with laying on of the hands at the time. And um, that's what Paul was saying to stir up. And it's a good example for us as well so that we can incite to animate no dead Christianity. We need to live out this walk every single day through the power of the Spirit. The only way to do that is to be in his word every day. Let this mind be in you. We have the mind of Christ to teach us all things right here from the word of God. So this is how we do that. So as we've gone through the gift of God, we've been given a gift, free gift of salvation, which is the sealing of the Holy Spirit, that earnest payment as we talked about in part three. So what are we going to do with them? Well, what we need to do is to stir up, stir up the spirit, stir, stir up the gift of God. So that's a good admonishment for us. Verse 7 says, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So that sound mind kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? Remember we talked about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. This is part of the, uh, if you, as you saw in the opening, Philippians 2 and 1 Corinthians 2 talking about the mind of Christ and also we have the mind of Christ in 1 Corinthians 2. Sound mind. That's the only way you can make sound decisions. That him direct your path. We have a free will. God gave us a free will. We're not robots that just, once we're saved, we're just mind-numb robots to just walk through and do exactly as we're told. Because it's about the heart. God wants the heart. It's not about some outward actions that we're just going through a process. He wants our heart. He wants our obedience. We have a free will in that. The only way to be stirring up the Spirit, though, and walking in the Spirit is to die daily, as Paul says. Crucify that flesh. You've got to put down your own self-interest, your own pride every single day, that flesh that wells up. Paul says that there's a struggle that goes on. Boy, isn't there. There's also the Spirit that groans within us because, man, what a battle we face every single day. Brothers and sisters in Christ, you know what I'm talking about out there. Verse 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling. When I read that holy calling, all I thought about was Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. We'll turn there real quick. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18, where it says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. <laughs> pause on that for a moment. Read that again not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. There's that vocation, which is Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. Let me go over there real quick. And um, 
if you've seen any of my videos, you'll see that I try to end a lot of my uh, videos this way. When I say I therefore, this is, uh, this is not what I say, but I say the end part. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, this is Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. That's the vocation. That's the job we've been given. Ministers of reconciliation being ambassadors. So please, please, please stir up the gift of God that's in you every single day. Stir it up. Get in his words. Study to show thyself approved. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we're ambassadors. That's our vocation. Verse 14 of uh, back in First Timothy. Let's go down and read down through the rest through, uh, down to verse 14. Not according, uh, verse 9 again, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Another pause. We, what we do for Christ in this life will be judged. That's the wood, hay, and stubble, gold, silver, silver, and precious stones. Do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't do it for man's applause. Lay up treasures in heaven. Um, verse 10, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death, amen, and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. That's another great verse for eternal security of the believer. Um, he's done the work through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's sealed us into the day of redemption until that day. Committed unto him against that day. He is able to keep that. We're not in charge of keeping that. We're in charge, we're charged though of dying to self and letting the spirit work. Being a good ambassadors. So we're not recalled. Early, that is. Um, verse 13. Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. So we're going to end right there, or at least here in First Timothy on verse 14. But notice how it says dwelleth in us. So if you've seen my uh, Jesus teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead, you know that that word dwelleth is very, uh, Jesus uses that several times in John 14. So let's just turn over there real quick. John chapter 14. And in John chapter 14 and verse 16, we'll start there. Jesus is speaking here. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, look at this, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The Holy Spirit was dwelling there at that time, as we've talked about all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, which was Christ Jesus. I will not leave you comfortless, verse 18 says, I will come to you. You read down and uh, all the way through there, but verse 26, but the comforter, 
which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things. First John, that's a that's a good uh, tie in to First John chapter two and verse uh, twenty seven, I believe. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. The Holy Spirit does the teaching. Now, with that being said, as we've gone through this Gift of God series, let's turn back to John chapter 4, and we'll wrap up the series right here. Who is the Gift of God? In the Old Testament, we saw there, uh, if you've seen part 1, in context it says labor, the gift of God, which is very interesting. But in the New Testament, with Jesus standing there, now obviously the death of the testator has not happened yet, but Jesus Christ has given a very perfect example of what the gift of God is. Let's read verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, this is the woman at the well in Samaria, if thou knewest the gift of God, see there's the belief, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him. That's the second part. And he's faithful and just, as we've seen in other parts of the Bible, to forgive your sins. See you here? And he would have given thee living water. Now, the reason why I know living water is the Holy Spirit is because of this. Turn over to John chapter 7 and verse 37, and we'll end. In John chapter 7 and verse 37, it says, in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. So this is Jesus standing up at the last day of one of the feasts, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. There's the living water. Now read the next verse. But this spake he of the Spirit, capital S. That's the Holy Spirit there which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost, see, there it is, was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus was still on this earth. His spirit, as it says in other parts of the Bible, Jesus' spirit, the spirit of God that seals us into the day of redemption was dwelling there, right there, sitting there. Like I said before, there's distinctions, there's separation there between the body, the soul, and the spirit, but he's offering her living water, the same living water that's offered freely to us, the gift of God, the Holy Spirit. Now, I've really enjoyed this, uh, this, this study. I've really enjoyed studying it out. So please go back through part one, two, three, and this last part here. But don't take my word for it. Turn to the scriptures, read it for yourself, and let the Spirit teach, as it says in 1 John, okay? You don't need me to teach you. I can't convince you of anything. If I can convince you of something, well, somebody else can come along and convince you otherwise if they're better at convincing. See, but once the Holy Spirit, the teacher, teaches you all things, it's there. Nobody else can convince you otherwise. That's how great our God is. He's given us that comforter the teacher, the Holy Spirit, but he's also given us the Holy Spirit, not only as a comforter and a teacher, but as also armor so that we can go through this day-to-day life if you keep in remembrance his word and to stir him up.
Stir it up. So let's just read that last little bit because I love reading it. It's awesome. Second Timothy chapter 1. Verse 6 says, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Thank you for joining me tonight on Let This Mind Be In You. Thank you for watching or listening, if you're listening onto the uh, audio podcast versions of this. And um, why don't you just go ahead, if uh, if you'd like, uh, to, to hit me up. If you have any questions, ltmbiy at yahoo.com. If you're questioning whether or not um, you've ever drank of that living water, if you're questioning if you've ever come to the end of yourself, I'd love to talk to you. L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I respond as fast as I possibly can. You can also reach me on the uh, the ministry's Facebook page at uh, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. You search for that on Facebook, it'll come up, and you can hit me up on the messenger on that. Try to respond as fast as I can as that as well. And, um, and then the audio podcast versions of this, as we mentioned before, is on Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio Podcast under Let This Mind Be In You Ministries Podcast. Also found on podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S dot com. You can look up that same name under that website. So that's it. Thank you for joining me. This is a little bit shorter uh, thing, but it's a good conclusion to the four-part series here of the gift of God. I've had a great time talking about it, reading about it, studying it out, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll come back to it later because the word of God is powerful and you see something new just about every single time if you let him teach. So that's it. Being good, be good ambassadors. Be good ambassadors. Let this mind be in you. Stir up the gift of God. Walk worthy. Walk worthy. Walk worthy. God bless you. Love you in the Lord. And I'll see you next time here on Let This Mind Be In You. God bless.